Welcome to Balance 365 Life Radio, a podcast that delivers honest conversations about food, fitness, weight, and wellness. I'm your host, Annie Breeze, along with Jennifer Campbell and Lauren Kosky. We are personal trainers, nutritionists, and founders of Balance 365. Together, we coach thousands of women each day and are on a mission to help them feel healthy, happy, and confident in their bodies on their own terms. Join us here every week as we discuss hot topics pertaining to our physical, mental, and emotional well-being with amazing guests. Enjoy. Do you ever find yourself at night scaling the kitchen counter to pick through your kid's leftover parade candy that's been tucked away at the top cabinet or shoveling handfuls of goldfish in your mouth and just can't seem to stop? Been there, done that. I totally get it. Late night snacking has a bad rap for contributing to increased waistlines and body weight, but the truth is when you eat matters a lot less than how much you're eating. And if you're a late night snacker, there can be many reasons why you can't seem to keep your hand out of the chip bag. If you're looking to cut back on post-dinner snacks, this episode is for you. Lauren and I take a look at some of the most common reasons people snack at night and give our best solutions on how to work around them. But first, I want to share with you that our flagship behavior change health and wellness coaching program, Balance 365, is on sale. Balance 365 is your complete step-by-step health, wellness, and weight loss program that breaks down healthy habits into simple, manageable steps. Lauren, Jen, and I specialize in keeping it simple and showing women in our group the habits that really matter when it comes to long-lasting change. So say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises. This is about more than just food and exercise and weight loss. This is about living a life you're 100% in love with. You can visit balance365.co now to join. And if you're listening to this and missed the opportunity to join, don't worry. We have a couple sales each year and the program is always available at its regular price on our website, balance365.co. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E 365.co. Okay, let's get to late night snacking. Good morning, Lauren. How are you? I am good. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me. It's I, Oh, you're welcome. It's <laughs> I didn't give you a choice. <laughs> um, it's it's still kind of early here. It's 8:30-ish, but it's 9:30 your time, right? So you've been up for a while. Yeah, I've been up since 6. I know. You and I are early risers. So not, I can Not by choice. <laughs> no, definitely not by choice, but I can always count on you to be awake when I'm like thinking of work things at 7 a.m. Like, yeah. Oh, Lauren's up. I'm, I'll just text her. <laughs> so um, we are in the middle of our Powerball challenge right now. And um, I'm super excited. It's not too late to join. It's never too late to join. Um, it's 14 days, uh, but you can always join at any time at PowerBowlChallenge.com. And the reason why I like it is because I think some of the recipes and the composition of the recipes really surprise women um, as to what we think constitutes a balanced meal. And um, the reason why that's important, as in terms of today's topic at least, is um, what you eat during the day or what you don't eat during the day can kind of affect how you feel at night. And that's what we're discussing today is why you can't stop snacking at night, which I have felt like this at various points in my life. Like, why can I not stop eating? Have you? Yes. And I think 
it's funny that every single Powerball challenge, the biggest um, comment that we get is, oh my gosh, this is so much food. Like, is this really one portion? This is so much food. And I think women are so used to eating those tiny meals throughout the day that uh, we kind of forget what a full meal looks like. Absolutely. Or can look like. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, the truth is um, humans enjoy food. I mean, like I enjoy food. You enjoy food. Yes. Um, and and that includes food, eating food at night and for a variety of reasons. And we aren't – what we're going to talk about today, we aren't like casting judgment on any of these situations or these circumstances. And we're not saying that they're right or they're wrong. Um, they're more just kind of food for thought pun intended, (laughs) (laughs) mom jokes. Um, And if you find that snacking at night is problematic for you, here are some reasons why you might be snacking at night and then suggestions on how to work around them. And as we discussed on our last podcast, I do, if you haven't listened to our last podcast, um, three nutrition rules you need to break. Um, One of the nutrition rules, spoiler alert, was eating after 7 p.m. is like a big no-no, right? And we debunk that, right, Lauren? Yep. Um, Because ultimately it doesn't matter when you consume those calories. It matters more your overall calories uh, intake and expenditure for the day. So eating after 7 p.m. does not just automatically turn to fat. That's right, which we were all led to believe. Oh, absolutely. Everybody. (laughs) I said it on the last podcast. I swear it was Oprah. I swear I was watching an Oprah. I was probably like in eighth grade. And she was talking about how she wasn't going to eat after 7 p.m. And I don't know why she wasn't going to eat after 7 p.m. Most people say don't eat after 7 p.m. is just a way to manipulate their calories. Like that's like the kitchen closes and there's nothing, but there's nothing magical about 7 p.m. But I don't think people really think that. I think... A lot of people really think that, you know, something happens after 7 p.m. where the food that you eat is more likely to turn into fat. And again, we covered that in our last podcast. But um, I think if someone were to say it and have that big of an effect, it may have been Oprah. (laughs) She can have that effect. She can. I mean, Oprah would not lead us astray. But you know what it made me think of? It made me think of um, gremlins. (laughs) Oh yeah, <laughs> you know when you feed them after midnight or whatever, they yeah. those little gizmos turn into gremlins. But that won't happen to you. That's that's not going to happen to your food <laughs> or your body. <laughs> you will not turn into a gremlin if you eat after seven p.m. or eight p.m. or nine p.m. Um, so let's get going. Uh, reason number one why you cannot stop snacking at night is drum roll, please. You're hungry. You're hungry. <laughs> Mind blown. Um, so th- it could just be as simple as that you're under eating during the day. And that's just that it's that simple. You just don't eat enough during the day. Yeah. And that's really, really common. So in one of our blog posts, I have this like infographic and it says like binge friendly meal plan, right? And it was like breakfast egg whites with spinach, lunch, salad, dry salad with chicken, um, dinner, like salmon and broccoli, 9 p.m., eat everything in the cupboards, right? Right. <laughs> like when you don't eat enough during the day, your body is looking for food. It needs more calories and it's going to search for um, quick energy source energy sources like sugar and it's going to look for things that taste good like sugar and fat paired together. Absolutely. Um, So that's just how your body works. 
And I know, and you've really helped me with this in Balance 365, um, when I feel hungry, I tend to kind of freak out. I'm better at it now because you've taught me that hunger is just a signal to your body that it might be time to eat. Just like when you're thirsty, you don't like drop everything and rush and get a drink of water. When you're tired, you don't stop everything and take a nap, although that would be great. Um, <laughs> when you're hungry, it's just kind of like, oh, it's time to eat. But when I allow myself to become like famished, I like will shovel anything in my mouth. Like, right. I will eat snacks while I'm cooking a meal. And I mean, or, you know, microwaving a meal or putting, a, <laughs> you know, I don't cook. Wait, wait, side note, can I tell you that yes. we don't have a microwave right now? <gasps> and I keep buying things that need to be microwaved, <laughs> like the microwave rice, um, because we just moved and we had to leave our microwave at the old house and the new house they took their microwave, so we just uh, haven't bought one yet. Yeah. So, yeah. I wouldn't survive. <laughs> like, I'd just be eating out. I'd be eating, you know, Chipotle every day. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyways. Yeah, sidetrack. <laughs> um, yeah, but when when I do allow myself to get so, like, beyond hungry, like, more than just, like, a, hmm, I think it's time to eat. Like, I'm famished. I, like, need to eat right this minute. I tend to overeat. Right. And what do you reach for? Like, you don't reach for a carrot. Right. No, these usually aren't balanced meals. It's like no, hand in like, the chip bag, hand in the yeah. cracker box. Like yeah, yeah, all the food right now. And so if that's you, like know that that's, that's a normal reaction to restricting yourself to the point that your body is literally looking for food anywhere that it can get it. So like that's a normal reaction for you to have when you – um, are eating as little as possible or not eating enough during the day. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not intentional. Sometimes as women, um, you know, work or children or otherwise, you just get so busy. You just, it, I don't usually forget to eat, <laughs> but I mean, you can run out of time or you may not have access to food or it may not be appropriate for you to eat in whatever situation. You know, I've had that happen. Right. Right, um, like it still happens to me on occasion too. If I don't plan my day well and, you know, things come up, kids get sick, you know, and it just, it happens, but um, that's why it's happening. Yes, absolutely. So our suggestion um, that's super profound and we should charge hundreds and thousands of dollars <laughs> for is to just eat more <laughs> earlier in the day. Um, and if you're used to kind of... Um, eating lighter during the day or eating, maybe you skip breakfast, eat a light lunch, and then you're eating, eating, eating at night. It might take some trial and error to find out like what's the appropriate amount to eat during the day to feel good and, and satisfied, but not overstuffed at night. So don't feel like it's like a quick fix. I do this and then I feel better automatically. It might take a little toying around with. Right. And we go through in the program in Balance 365 how exactly to do that and how to figure that out too. Absolutely. Uh, So reason number two is you're stressed. (laughs) This is me. This is often me. Me too. Um, Days can be long and challenging, and um, it's easy and common to want to reward yourself with uh, a a really great meal or a treat, Um, but sometimes eating can also be a way of numbing or avoiding uncomfortable feelings and ultimately like dealing with your stress, right? Right. Additionally, 
cortisol levels can rise, which can lead to cravings for high carbohydrates, salty or fatty foods. Um, and they also, um, when your feel good cortisol hormone is low, we often crave foods such as carbs to boost that feel good chemical in the brain. So this is definitely me. And, um, I noticed that I do it, uh, with carbs, like carbs. Are, mm-hmm. and, and this, it's not like, I'm not saying like carbs are bad. It's just for some reason when I'm stressed, I want to eat crackers. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah always crackers. I go more for like donuts, but same, same thing. Um, yeah, I'm right there with you when I'm stressed. Like when I get really stressed, I tend to eat and, Sometimes, like if it's a short-term thing, I might just let it go, right? Like I might just eat the donuts and move on. Um, But if it's like a chronic, like a chronic situation where every day you're so stressed out that every night you want the donuts or the chips or crackers or whatever, that would be something to, to explore and try and get a handle on. Absolutely. And um, I think you know, I'm guilty of this too, is using food as a reward. Like I had a really hard day. I'm going to, you know, go have a big meal and just lay in bed. And, um, you know, we've been talking a lot more about this in our community that once in a while, that's great. That's absolutely what I need. But uh, if I continue to do that night after night after night, like you were saying, if this becomes a habitual behavior that I am overeating, um, high calorie foods on a nightly basis and over consuming calories that I don't ultimately need for my body's energy needs, um, that doesn't align with my long-term goals. And ultimately that's not going to leave me feeling good and, um, healthy and rested. It could mess with your sleep as well. So, um, it just be, be aware of, you know, why you're eating, what you're eating, why you're reaching for what you're reaching. And, you know, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, you can do this without judgment, which is really, really difficult. Um, especially if you're kind of new to our, uh, approach, but, uh, you know, like what's going on here? Why, why do I think I need this? Am I hungry? Am I stressed? Um, what does my body really need right now? Is it sleep? Is it self-care? Is it just to like chill out for a minute and then come back to the kitchen? Right. And also, um, you can acknowledge that food can be very comforting in the short term. So, you know, in the program, I go through this too. We have an, an emotional eating section. And um, most of us, when we were very young, were kind of taught, not deliberately, but we were taught that um, when something happens, like you fall down, you skin your knee or whatever, um, an adult will come over and may give you a hug or they might give you like a lollipop or something. And then you get those feel good feelings. And that happens enough times that that clicks in your brain as like, oh, feeling bad get food, feel better, mm-hmm. right? And it really does work short-term. And then, unfortunately, long-term, that doesn't lead to um, feeling good. Right. I mean, but it's important to note that uh, you can have a, a hormonal response uh, when you're stressed, when you're hungry, when um, – we'll get to this in a little bit – when you're tired, um, that can affect what kind of foods you're reaching for. So – right. Um, 
you know, just keep that in mind. I think that um, kind of is a check in the column for another reason why you shouldn't be beat yourself up when you, if you find yourself snacking at night and it's a habit that you want to let go of or or decrease um, or remove completely. Just know that like your your body is doing things to help you survive, and um, it's nothing to to be ashamed of or to beat yourself up. Right. Um, But a way to fix this is obviously to explore ways to reduce stress that aren't food related. So like I said earlier, could you take a bath? Could you take a walk? Could you take a shower? If that's in fact why you're eating. Again, if you're hungry, eat. Um, But if you think you're eating at night or you're snacking at night because you're stressed, how else can you cope with your stress? Maybe journaling, meditation, phone a friend. Um, make a to-do list. Sometimes I feel like I just need like a brain dump to get all the things in my head out on paper and then Mm -hmm. I don't have to be responsible for them anymore. Um, Or um, (laughs) throw that piece of paper away. (laughs) And then burn it and pretend I don't have to do it. Um, Or uh, reward yourself for battling through a tough day without food. Again, could you um, take a hot shower? Could you uh, listen to some music? Could you give yourself a little pedicure at home or, you know, do a face mask or uh, have a hot cup of tea, whatever. It sounds good to you. Um, are all ways that you can hopefully work around stress, address your stress, or reward yourself for um, getting through the day that aren't food-related. Again, if food is problematic for you. Uh, reason number three is you're tired, which <laughs> dun, is dun, also dun. me. <laughs> yes. Like just check, check, check. Um, But really when you're tired, your body releases more of the hormones that make you feel hungry. Um, And it also slows secretion of the hormones that do make you feel satisfied. So um, leptin, the fullness hormone is decreased and uh, ghrelin, the hunger, am I saying that right, Lauren? Ghrelin. 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 Thank you. Um, The hunger hormone is increased. So when you're tired, uh, it's totally normal to feel hungrier. Um, And it's also totally normal to feel like you just don't get full or you don't get as full by foods that you um, maybe normally consume. Right. And again, it's the it changes the type of foods that you might crave, too. Like when I'm hungry, again, it's carbs, 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 carbs. Yep. Yeah, and that's not just in your head because studies have shown that the amount of sleep women have and how well they sleep is linked to the foods that they eat and their risk of weight gain or poor mental health even, and that they're um, more likely to reach for higher carb, fattier snacks for quick fuel. And I think the quality of sleep here is really important because I said um, on, on a podcast or two ago that I am in bed a really long time. Like I'm in bed by nine, nine thirty, and, um, I wake up at six, but my kids do not sleep through the night. Like all three of them are up almost every single night at various points in the night. So I'm in bed a long time, but the quality of sleep that I'm actually getting isn't very good. So, um, and obviously that's a bit out of my control. Right. Um, and if you're in the same boat, you know, solidarity, I, my, my heart goes out to you. But um, just know that uh, sometimes if you find yourself at night and you're like, I'm just hungry or I, excuse me, I'm just eating, eating food. Um, could it be that you're tired? Do you just need to go to bed or, you know, go read a book instead of stand in the kitchen or stand in front of the fridge? Because that's also me. Like I will again, reach for carbs at night when I'm tired versus just go to bed. Right, because sometimes it's 
like it's hard to just go to bed when you've had a long day with kids, you're touched out, you just want some time to yourself to relax and unwind and if you're exhausted and your kids go to bed at 8 and you're like 8:30 I'm exhausted, like sometimes instead of going to bed we stay up just to have that alone time. So like we get that that it's not always that easy, but um if eating at night is a problem for you and you're tired, then I would think about maybe maybe you don't go to bed at, you know, 9, but maybe can you cut back a half hour and go to bed a half hour earlier, an hour earlier? Right. Or if you still want a snack and you want to stay up, um, could you just swap in something uh, a little bit healthier choice? So a mantra that we have in Balance 365 is good, better, best. So um, at any given point in the day, you can make kind of your choices that you can make are we look at them kind of on a spectrum or a continuum. And sometimes you can make the best choice, which some days that might be going to bed. Um, Some days it might be the better or best choice or uh, good or better choice, which might be instead of, um, you know, having a whole box of Cheez-Its like me, could you have a peach, which by the way, peaches in season right now are amazing. And I'm not a fruit eater. Like just side note, um, peaches. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> that, I, I have been, I have been snacking on peaches and I'm like not a fruit person. I really don't enjoy fruit all that much, mm-hmm. but, um, especially at night when I've been like, ah, I kind of want to eat, but, um, I, I, you know, I've met my caloric needs for the day. I'm not really, I'm not eating because I'm hungry. I'm not eating because I'm stressed. I'm usually eating for like entertainment or just something to do or because it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been, I've been grabbing peaches and, it's they're really good. Like they're in season right now. Those Colorado peaches are amazing. Hmm. And I I don't want to be one of those people that talks about like how good fruit is and how fruit <laughs> tastes like candy because I used to roll my eyes at people when they did that. Like, like it's no, it's fruit. not candy. Sorry, <laughs> it's, it's a peach. It's not candy. Um, but they're really good, you guys. Um, anyways, so yeah. Uh, again, good, better, best. So maybe some nights that that best choice is that you go to bed. Um, other nights it might be that you um, have a, um, a a kind of a better choice for a snack uh, versus what you would normally go for. So that's a way to kind of level up your habit if you're eating at night because you're tired. Um, because we know that sleep isn't it's not just as easy as like, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. Right. And then I'm going to stay asleep when I'm in bed. Like most of us are moms. It, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. The fourth reason is you're cutting yourself short on carbs. And um, carbs just have a bad rap. Right. You know? Yeah. We And even through this podcast, I wanted to mention, like we've been talking about, oh, I'm doing this. I eat carbs. I eat carbs. I eat carbs. And we're not saying that eating carbs are bad by any means. Like you need carbs and you need a decent amount of carbs. Um, it's It only becomes a problem when it gets really out of balance um, with your other macronutrients. So that's kind of where we're at here. When you cut yourself short on carbs, um, you're obviously, you're going to crave them even more later. Absolutely. And we see this a lot um, in, in, you know, kind of the traditional dieters that are cutting carbs. Um, or if you're super athletic, if you're super active, um, under carb, 
uh, undercarbing yourself can lead to cravings for more carbs. <laughs> I, I like it's that just, little word you just made up, undercarbing. I think I'm going to adopt that. Is that was not a word. I don't, it, it sounds like a word. I don't think that's a word. <laughs> undercarbing. Well, I just made it a word. <laughs> it's, it's good that I like it. Um, you knew exactly what I meant. Yeah. Um, and so also I'll mention too that when we're talking about macronutrients, your protein needs and your fat needs stay relatively um, constant. And I just want to mention this because Annie talked about activity level. But when your activity level rises, what you need more of is carbs. So if you are like training for a half marathon or doing couch to 5k or whatever, and your um, activity level skyrockets, you are going to be hungrier. And if your protein and fat are in the balanced range that we recommend um, in the program, then what you do need to increase is your carbs, possibly. Yeah, and I will note that as um, hunger relates to activity, I noticed this myself, and and research also uh, agrees that steady state like running or aerobic activity can also increase hunger. And I noticed that when I do more circuit training where I, my heart rate is at that kind of like moderate stage for a longer period of time, right. that I just wind up hungrier. And that's a normal response to increased activity and caloric expenditure. So it's nothing to like try to ignore or feel bad about or to be like, oh, why am I so hungry? Well, yeah, and, you know, and you're side moving more. Note, um, this is why we don't just recommend people rely on exercise for fat loss because it makes mm-hmm. you hungry. Absolutely. That's a great point. Um, and this is also um, why I love the Power Bowl Challenge because the, the solution or the fix, our suggestion to fix this, um, if you're cutting yourself short on carbs is to eat more, eat balanced meals throughout the day. And, um, that's again, why I love the power bowl challenge because each power bowl is comprised of, um, protein, carbs, fats, veggies. Um, and people are like, this is a lot of food. I get to eat all of this in one meal. And I'm like, yes, yes, you do. Happy birthday. Here you go. (laughs) Like, obviously, if you're full before you finish it, you know, no, you don't have to eat it all. Right. But like, um, I think we're so used to, as we talked about on the last podcast, um, so used to eating many meals or meals that are missing entire food groups. Like carbs. Which yes. Is usually the food group that's missing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, or and protein. So- and sometimes my meals are missing various food groups like they're not all balanced all the time they're not all going to be perfect and like we realize that and that's not where we're trying to get you yeah and again this is this is no judgment this is just like if you find yourself like oh okay it's 6 p.m and I've had you know maybe a serving of carbohydrates for the whole day and here I am hungry like this could be why you know it's just kind of like we say um like kind of running experiments on yourself, like right, and then and then you try it out, and then you try a solution, and it, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you tweak and then evolve, and then tweak again, and then try again, and it's just it's just kind of a trial and error sometimes. Yeah, and that's what I'm constantly telling our members too is you're not going to get it right probably on the first try. Like this is all about finding what works for you and we give guidelines for that but like I'm not you 
and I don't know exactly what's going to work for you. I can give you the guidelines and tell you um, the general things that work um, for most people. But inside of that, you have to find for yourself the exact um, thing that will work. Absolutely. Um, And the other element to why you might be snacking, and I I didn't put this on the outline, but I want to talk about it, is your environment. (laughs) Do I I make you nervous when I'm like, I didn't put this on the outline? (laughs) This isn't, this was not planned. (laughs) What's going to come out of her mouth? Um, It could just be a matter of your environment. And um, yeah. I, I know that's true for me. Actually, last night uh, I finished dinner and I told John that I wanted a cookie. And um, he went to the grocery store and he brought home a dozen cookies. <laughs> and I just wanted a cookie. And so right. now I have, he had a cookie, I had a cookie. Now we have 10 cookies sitting in the cabinet. And um, I can tell you that I probably wouldn't have thought about eating a cookie already today if those cookies weren't in my house. <laughs> right. And it's not yeah. that cookies are bad. It's just like, are, are you eating it just because it's there? It's it's like, yeah. you know, if out of sight, out of mind, is that, you know, like, could could that help you? And I think I think it was you, Lauren, that um, talked about ice cream. Like, you mm-hmm. you have ice cream in the house. You like ice cream, but you put ice cream in your deep freeze. Was that you? Uh, that was Jen. I oh. don't. I don't <laughs> I don't typically buy ice cream. Um but I used to buy ice cream all the time and I used to eat ice cream every night because I bought ice cream all the time. Um so now I don't really buy it and sometimes we'll go out like as a family and we'll all go get ice cream or if I do want ice cream I don't have any I just buy the small the small pint right. or just run to Dairy Queen and get a small one like you don't have to always keep all the treats in your house. And it's not that they're bad. It's just, as Annie said, your environment, if it's there, you're likely to think about it more. Right. And I am all in favor of curating your environment to support your goals. So yeah. if you find yourself like eating chocolate just because you have a bag of M&Ms, um, I'm talking about a friend, quote unquote. <laughs> We buy M&M's for like movie nights. But then what happens is I end up eating the rest of the M&M's. But if you find yourself struggling to kind of keep your hand out of the cookie jar, so to speak, then just move the cookie jar. You know, can you... Can you put it up in a high cabinet or a low cabinet or in the basement? Right. Like, like you can still have those foods, but make it a little bit more difficult for you to get there. So, So if you find yourself like, I want a cookie, it's like this genuine craving for a cookie. Okay, like let's think, do we really want the cookie or not? Versus, oh, look, there's cookies. Now I want a cookie. (laughs) Right. Yeah, if it's on the counter, like I'm going to grab it as I go by, right? But if it's like up in the cupboard, half the time I forget it's there. And the other other half of the time, at least I'm like, hmm, I want a cookie. Do I want it enough to get the stepladder and get it? Like yes or no. Sometimes I do and sometimes it's like, meh, no. Right. And, um, you know, if you're banking on willpower and motivation and discipline to say no to cookies after you walk by them, you know, 20 times a day, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually you're like, okay, just give me the cookie. Yeah, that's a losing battle. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. Right. So so set yourself up for success. And that's going to look different for everyone. You know, I've talked about this before I've uh, with alcohol um, as a, 
uh, how my environment has affected my um, caloric drink intake, which is another um, situation we address in Balance 365 is decreasing caloric drinks. But when we box buy boxed wine, um, I just consume more alcohol. It's just so easy to pour a glass out of a box wine versus open a bottle, you know, like, right. um, you know, if we're sharing a bottle with some friends or my husband, it's like, okay, when the bottle's done, it's done versus boxed wine. It's like, just keeps flowing. <laughs> so our solution, yeah. So our solution was we just stopped buying box wine. If we want wine, we'll go get a bottle or we'll have a drink at dinner uh, when we're out to eat, but we're not going to keep boxed wine in the house because we know it affects our consumption. Right. And that doesn't align with our goals right now. So again, no judgment. That's just what works for us. Yeah. Anything you want to add, uh, Lauren, about why you're snacking at night before we do a quick review? No, I think we covered it. Um, I guess one more I would add too is like it's just become a habit. Sure. Right? Like you just do it every night because you've been doing it every night for months. So um, breaking that habit, we have a whole podcast on that too, which um, I would recommend listening to if you think that's you. Um, so like find something else to put in that place. And we go through that in that podcast. But that would be – um, the only other thing I'd like to add, yeah, I think. So just a quick review before we wrap up here is reasons you're snacking at night. Um, number one, you're hungry. Just simply eat more. Try to eat more during the day. Number two, you're stressed. Um, the days are long and hard and challenging sometimes. And um, stress can make you want to eat more. Um, or you can also feel the need to reward yourself for getting through a stressful day. So we encourage you to explore ways to reduce stress um, that aren't food-related or reward yourself um, that aren't food-related. Uh, number three, you're tired. Again, when you're tired, your body does release uh, hormones that make you feel hungry and decrease the likelihood that you feel full. And they also, um, lack of sleep also increases the likelihood that you're going to reach for um, higher caloric foods. So a uh, suggestion, obviously, is to sleep um, more if you can. If you find yourself tired, take a nap, go to bed earlier. And then uh, cutting yourself short on carbs was reason number four. This is true for dieters that might be trying to cut out carbs altogether or athletes or really active individuals that um, their energy expenditure is super high. And then reasons four or five and six that we weren't on the outline, but we added because this is what we do. We go rogue sometimes um, was that it could just be a product of your environment or a habit. And um, the, the great thing about all of these is they're really easy or simple, I should say, um, to address. So if you're struggling with nighttime snacking and it's not something you want to continue, um, there hopefully are some workarounds for you that you're not just stuck with nighttime snacking. Or you might be listening to this and be like, I dig my nighttime snacking. And that's cool too. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. All right, Lauren, anything else to add before we wrap up? No, I'm good. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk soon, okay? All right. Bye. Bye. This episode is brought to you by our online coaching course, Balance 365. If you're ready to say goodbye to quick fixes and false promises and yes to building healthy habits and a life you're 100% in love with, then check out our program at balance365.co to learn more.